0: Today on Locked On goals. some reinforcements coming to San Diego, stupid goals and back-to-back shutouts, and what the heck has gotten into Hunter Drew? We'll talk about all of that on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is Gulls Thursday I'm your host, J.D. Hernandez, covering minor league hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. A reminder, this podcast is available across all platforms, so wherever you get your podcast, just look up Locked on Anaheim Ducks. But today, it is Locked on Goals, which is a part of this podcast. Goals Thursday, which I do every week, talking about the San Diego Goals. Sometimes I will diverge talking about the minor leagues, or college hockey, which I promise I will get to next week. Next week, I do plan on talking about college hockey because it is Frozen Four time. It's also March Madness time, which we'll talk about in a second. But, yeah, Frozen Four is coming. And some reinforcements are going to be coming to San Diego pretty soon, one of them via a trade, which I talked about earlier in the week. Normally, I do recaps first, but I'm going to try something a little bit different and see how it works out. I'm going to talk about the big story of... As far as the goals are concerned, Ducks slash goals. And that is Drew Hellison, who arrives to Southern California via the Josh Manson trade. The Ducks did get a, a second round pick next season, but Drew Hellison is the main prospect on this trade. And a little bit more about Drew Hellison. He's only 20 years old. He turns 21 in nine days. So, hey, next week. Is it next week? Yeah, next weekend. It'll be the birthdays of both Trevor Zegris and Drew Hellison. And speaking of Trevor Zegris, I got to mention this. This is a great story by Eric Stevens at Iceman. Cometh, if you haven't read it or you don't have Athletic, um, I'll just read some of the quotes here because I think this is too fantastic. Trevor Zegris was super excited to hear that Drew Hellison had been dealt to the Ducks. Apparently, here's what Hellison said Quote, he was texting me like maybe five minutes after it came out. I mean, he was already texting me. It's funny. He told me he's got an extra room in his place if I need it. End quote. I think that's fantastic. And Ziegres did confirm that. Zegris said, "Yeah, that's totally what I said. Like, he has a he has a bed in his place for Hellison to put his head on when he joins the Ducks franchise. It's probably not going to happen right away." But maybe he will be visiting his buddy. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Drew Hellison at a Ducks game or you probably see them practicing at some point or even better, even better. I would not be surprised because apparently they are pretty good friends. Wouldn't it be hilarious if Trevor Zegers showed up at a San Diego goals game? He He might do that. We've seen players go down to San Diego to check out a game. I know it's not exactly public knowledge but trust me i've seen it players do come out i've seen this many many times where there will be a random nhl player at an ahl game trust me it happens guys so i cannot say this enough you never know what you're gonna find at minor league hockey you might run into people and you're gonna see the ducks of the future that's what it comes down to and overall Trevor Zegers is that excited. Like, it'd it'd just be funny if he did that. As far as Hellison uh, with Pat Verbeek, here's what Drew Hellison said about talking to Pat Verbeek. Quote, Pat called me yesterday, right after the trade, kind of introduced himself, talked about how excited he was. I told him I was just thankful for the opportunity and how excited I was. It was pretty cool to talk to him on the phone, and I'm excited to meet him in person whenever that is. End quotes. I really love that so freaking much. To see him just come out and say, yeah, I'm pumped to join the team. I'm ready and raring to go. And honestly, he should be. As far as the entry-level contract, it will be starting not this season, but the following season. The ELC starts in 22-23 with a salary of an $832,500 base salary with a signing bonus of 92500 All three years, a minor league salary of $70,000. Hey, you know what? Minor league hockey players, they make way more than minor league baseball players, but I'll leave that alone. It starts next season. That means he cannot play for the Ducks this season. And at first, I thought that it was going to mean he was going to play with the Ducks, but then I reread it. I'm like, oh, wait. Yeah, it starts next year, not this year. What that means is that Drew Hellison can sign an amateur tryout or an ATO. We call it an ATO. And this has happened plenty of times, you know, players sign ATOs all the time after their collegiate season. Every team does it. The Sharks do it, the Kings do it, the Oilers do it, Vegas does it. The Ducks, they've certainly done that. The Goals have done that on several occasions. In fact, let me take you back a little bit to some players that have signed ATOs in the past. Okay, so Drew Hellison is expected to sign an amateur tryout with the San Diego Gulls. couple past players, prior players that have signed ATOs. couple familiar names. Brent Gates Jr. Yeah, it's a pretty familiar name. He played with the Minnesota Golden Gophers. He signed his ATO with the San Diego Gulls. That's how he initially got on the team. Yeah, Brent Gates Jr. Here's another name that I still can't believe the rising star that he is, to me anyway. Hunter Drew. Yeah, Hunter Drew signed an ATO. Kind of a late bloomer as far as his hockey plane. But Hunter Drew came on like gangbusters. He signed his amateur tryout back in 2019. Had a decent campaign in 2019. Came back the following season as a defenseman. And then the pandemic happened. And then the Goals decided, you know, no, 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 we're, we're going to try to convert him as a forward. So during the pandemic bubble season last year, he played some defense, played some forward. And this season, he's made the full transition to a forward. But Hunter Drew, one of those great players, he came onto an ATO. And there's one other player that signed to an ATO that is a current Anaheim Duck. Can you guess who that is? I'll tell you after the break. (laughs) Yeah, so after the first intermission, I'll tell you who that current Anaheim Duck is. But before we get to the first intermission, I want to point out a couple more players that should be coming in, aside from Drew Hellison. Yeah, there's a couple more players coming that are in college right now. Jackson Lacombe. Yeah, Jackson Lacombe. Remember him? He's playing in college right now. So he could be coming possibly on an amateur tryout as well. So you never know which players you're going to see coming from college. I mean, there Harvard is still playing right now. And also Henry Thrun. Henry Thrun, who had been playing with Jackson Bedini, who is currently in the San Diego Goals. Henry Thrun, a defenseman. He could be coming to the San Diego Goals, possibly on an ATO or, yeah, a tryout as well. So we could have two reinforcements who, by the way, also played in the World's Junior Championships. And one other kind of fun note. Drew Hellison was teammates with Trevor Zegras on that same WJC team that won the gold a couple years back. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a connection already between those two. Can you tell Zegras is very excited about this? Goals fans should be thrilled at this. Some great reinforcements. A great defenseman and Drew Hellison. As far as where I would place Hellison, well, a little bit about Drew. A little bit more about his profile and his plane. Uh, he's a very good defensive defenseman, despite his like really good offensive numbers. He's a great two-way player, but definitely great on the defensive end. He is very competitive, high hockey IQ, but also he skates pretty well. Maybe not as good as someone like an Olin Zellweger or a Jamie Drysdale. But I would put his skating just a notch below that. He's still very good, still solid. Will make the hits when he has to. He is 6'3", 190. So he's a tall guy. And he's starting to bulk up a little bit. And he's starting to get some more of those hits. So once he comes to San Diego, I'll get a better sense of where he's at right now. But, you know, I can't wait to see him in San Diego. Also, he has good vision and makes very simple passes. You know, he gets the puck moving, he drives the offense and can generate plays pretty well on a power play. And in Boston College this season, 25 points in 32 games. Something that you definitely love to see if you are a goals fan and As far as the upside, I've heard a couple people say that he's a better version of Josh Manson as far as upside is concerned. Those are very good words to say. I mean, if you're talking about someone saying, oh, his upside, he's a better Josh Manson. Yeah, you'd better be pretty freaking excited about that, right? Also, also, love that he's part. (laughs) I mean, I love that I got this tweet from a certain someone or this message rather. That, oh, he's a junior king. Like, oh, he is, isn't he? Yeah, he 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 is that, isn't he? He's a junior king prospect or product, rather. Yeah. But, hey, he's a duck now. I mean, a San Diego goal now. That's the expectation he will sign an ATO in the very near future. So that's about Drew Helison And I know this is kind of duck's talk. But as far as the trade itself, before we head to break... Pat Verbeek was very excited about that trade, and he said he was waiting for just the right deal to come, and he thinks that Helson can play very soon, very soon. So I like the confidence that GM for the Ducks, Pat Verbeek, has in this young kid. Really like it a lot. All right, we are going to head into the first intermission, but first, let's talk about bet online which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust and folks it's march madness baby it is march madness time and for those of you in orange county get hyped because march madness time is here and the cal state fullerton titans are taking on the duke blue devils hey you never know it could be the cal state fullerton titans Taking out Coach K and making that his final coached game. You never know if you are daring or bold enough to place a bet on the Titans. Maybe you're an alumni of Cal State Fullerton. I know my sister, she's an alumni of Cal State Fullerton. If you're daring enough to make that bet, then head over to betonline.net. It has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, including... March Madness and the Frozen Four bet online the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network and please gamble responsibly Welcome back to Locked On Goals which is under the umbrella of Locked On Anaheim Ducks and part of the Locked On Podcast Network you're locked in with JD Hernandez And I want to give these guys some love. It's the Mad Hat Hucksters. For those of you that live in San Diego, it's a local band for y'all. It's a San Diego-based band. Once again, got to give them some love. The Mad Hat Hucksters. Check them out online or on Instagram. The Mad Hat Hucksters. Alright, they're going to play us into the second part of this program. And I'm just teasing you guys at this point. So on the first part of this podcast, I said a certain Anaheim Duck player... And there's another reason I'm mentioning him right now. This guy signed an ATO with the San Diego Goals all the way back in 2017. And this was less than a year after he was drafted 24th by the Ducks in 2016. I'm, of course, talking about fan favorite Max Jones. Yeah, Max Jones. I mean, people forget that. He started off with an amateur tryout way back in 2017. He was part of that goals team that made a playoff run. In fact, remember that in 2017, they beat the Ontario Reign in the first round of that weird five-game series, game five taking place in San Diego. But yeah, he, he was part of that team, a big part of that team. So Max Jones helped drive the goals to the second round of the playoffs that season. He went back to the London Knights to finish his final season in the OHL, finished with Kingston, and then he made his professional debut the following season. But remember, he played for Anaheim a little bit, played mostly with the San Diego Goals back in 2018-2019. He was part of that playoff run as well for the San Diego Goals. Man, just helping out the Goals left and right in the playoffs, but good to see max jones by the way the reason i'm mentioning him right now back to see him skating again there was a video that just went out of max jones skating around at five point arena down in irvine and he's pumped he's excited to get back on the ice for the anaheim ducks but hey just wanted to throw that little mention out there for those of you ducks fans out there all right so back to the goals We're going to talk about the games that took place last weekend because, hey, they were fun games. They were fun. If you're a goals fan, this was fun. If you're a fan of the Condors, the Silver Knights, the rain, you did not like these games at all. Because San Diego just dominated over the past week. Starting off with the game that took place at Mechanics Bank Arena in Bakersfield, this was San Diego all the way. I want to talk about the Bakersfield side first. They did outshoot the goals 9 to 6 in the first period. Most of those shots came on their one and only power play where Lukas Dostal just closed the door on all of those shots in the power play. Very good rebound control, didn't allow any juicy rebounds and he was great overall. And then the Maple Brother, Trevor Carrick he scored his 7th of the season. He looked really good that entire first period. He was great on defense. He was good at just um getting pucks out of the zone. I liked his play a lot. So Trevor Carrick, he got the first goal of the game. That goal just came from the bl- it came from the point essentially. And this was after Axel Anderson had gained his own rebound. Trevor Carrick just wound up from the blue line. That's one that I would think that Ilya Konovalov probably wants back. I mean, he's not exactly their number one goalie in Bakersfield. Edmonton has had their slew of problems in goal this season. But Konovalov, he just kind of let that one go. Should have had it. So that made it 1-0 San Diego. Second period, just a stupid goal. <laughs> oh, I-, I laughed at this because it was such a stupid goal that I can't believe it even went in. So it was Alex Lamoges getting it from his own defensive zone and kind of chipping the puck out towards the neutral zone. And all of a sudden, you had kind of a kind of a two on one with Jacob Perot and Beau Grew. Perot gained the zone very easily against a Bakersfield defender. Right? And then he tried to pass it off. Benoit Olivier grew or Beau grew, he knows goals. He kind of got it from behind the net, and there was Raphael Lavoie for Bakersfield. Just, I don't know what he was doing there. He got a stick on the puck, but couldn't gather it. And as he tried to poke at the puck away from Bo Grew, he didn't realize that Konovalov had a a little bit of a hole in between the left post and his skates. And Bo Grew just found that little two-inch hole. And somehow, the puck went in. A stupid goal. But that made it 2-0 San Diego. And then it was more of Lukash Dostal. Although he was not really challenged on this game. Every shot was just... It was an easy save for him. Not to discount what Dostal did. He had a couple of really good saves. But this is also due to the part that... He just gobbled up the pucks and did not let any rebounds loose, so I will give Lukash all the credit for just not allowing any juicy rebounds and not giving the Condors really any chance in this game. Also credit to the San Diego defense. They stepped up in a big way. Final score in that one was 3 to nothing and a shutout for Lukash Dostal. 22 shots, 22 saves. He was amazing on that game. He was really good. So then you figure he might play again the following night, right? Uh, wrong. Wait, 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 what? You you mean they actually listened to this podcast last week? You mean they took... Well, not my advice. You mean they took Sarah's advice last week and put Dostal on the first game and Ericsson Ek on the second game? Yeah, they did that. This is the part of the podcast where... okay. I'm going to eat my words a little bit where I said that maybe Ericsson Eck should get the Condors and Dostal should get the more important game against the Rain. I was a little, I was wrong on that one. So I will give Sarah Avampado all the credit. She called that exactly right, and the reasoning she gave actually was what happened. So, Sarah, if you're listening, here's your kudos. You called it, you got it. So Ole Eriksson Eck, he got the start against the Ontario Reign. The first time in 14 games that Lukasz Dostal didn't play. So finally, a well-deserved rest. And Eriksson Eck, he did not disappoint. Also, also, I should point out that the Ontario Reign had a couple of tryout players themselves. They had Lauren Ulett and some guy named Kevin Lohan, however you're supposed to pronounce that last name. Kevin Lowen, who, by the way, if that name sounds a little bit familiar to you, Kevin Lowen is the cousin of some famous actress. I, I think her name is um Lin- I think it's Lindsay. Lindsay Lowen. We may have heard of her. I think she's been in a couple of movies. Anyway. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm a Disney fan. I, I know she's been in a couple of Disney films. But anyway, anyway, Kevin Lowen part of that team and he kind of was out there on that first goal not helping out the Ontario Reign because there was some hard-working goals out there and there was a shot by I think it was Bo Grew kind of right before that and just as Marcus Phillips was trying to defend against Bo Grew and get the loose puck there was Kevin Lowen and TJ Tynan right there along the face-off dot and one of them tried to pass to the other, there was some miscommunication, and all of a sudden you see Bo Grew swipe the puck away from TJ Tynan, and he just went in and potted it. He potted it. The force was with him on that one. That made it one nothing San Diego. Oh, why am I saying the force was with him? Oh, because it was Star Wars Night. Oh, d- did I did I not mention by the way? Yeah, it was Star Wars Night. In San Diego, first off, those warm-up jerseys for Star Wars night, they look awesome. They look incredible. I wouldn't mind picking up one of those myself. They looked really cool. So then, we go to the second period. And it was all San Diego once again. Hunter Drew, who I have talked about at length on this podcast, he was all alone and just did not miss. His 11th of the season made it 2-0. And then just three minutes later, Bryce Kendop, he scored making it 3-0. It was right down the middle. He was right on kind of slot-ish, but found a very small opening, kind of 7-hole. And that made it 3 nothing goals. And then things got a little bit testy there. There was a little bit of fighting there. Braden Tracy was shoving guys. Jack Badini stood up for himself. There was penalties all around. Tracy got a penalty. Then he had Pavlachev get a penalty for the rain. It it started to get a little bit bad at that point. But hey, you know what? Three nothing goals going into the final period, and Ontario, for what it's worth, Ontario had two or three good attempts with a couple of juicy rebounds. But what I think was the play of the game, for my money, was that fourth goal of the game. Helga Granz had it in his zone, and he just got pickpocketed. Bo Grew swiped the puck away from Helga Granz. And Granz has been a pretty steady player for the Ontario Reign this season. But in that case, Bo Grew just made him look silly. Oh man, he made him look silly. Bo knows goals once again. That was his second of the night and his 10th of the season. That made it 4 nothing. And at that point, I'm going to give all the props in the world to San Diego play-by-play announcer Andy Zilch. I, I love Andy. He is fantastic as the goals play-by-play. Love hearing him. And I also got to give him props. I loved hearing him on the Ducks broadcast as well. I would not mind seeing Andy Zilch do the Ducks games or at least more Ducks games from here on out. But anyway, I love that he kind of pulled the old Chick Hearn move, the old Vince Scully move, name any great broadcaster. A lot of them do this, where the goal was called by the public address announcer and then Andy Zilch just not missing a beat. As soon as the crowd started chanting the one, two, three, four. at four, Andy Zilch remained quiet and let the crowd speak for itself. You could hear this clear as day. Go back to your AHL TV, listen to like a minute after that fourth San Diego goal and listen back and you could hear the crowd chant one, two, three, four. It's all your fault. You suck loser. It is clear as day so goals fans you know what's up (laughs) you guys were loud and proud and i will just say this for the millionth time if you haven't been to a goals game yet what are you waiting for it's a lot of fun out there you have some great fans out there you'll make some new friends it's a fun time so do check out the goals games (laughs) oh right the end of the game it was the Ole Erikson X show. Ontario started putting some shots on net, tried to get rid of that bagel. Nope, did not happen. Yeah, it was it was a great ending to the game. We had a little bit of fighting going on between Lauren Ulett and Cody Curran. I think Curran looked really good in that fight, got some energy in the crowd. Final score four to nothing. And props to the crowd for not leaving early on this game. They were loud and proud. It was 12,000-plus at Pechanga Arena, and you could hear them in the broadcast. They were loud and proud. Bo Grew, two goals in this game. Ole Eriksson Ek, also a 22-save shutout. So that is back-to-back shutouts for the San Diego goals. And I'll talk about last night's game after the second intermission. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason JD Hernandez, and we are running a little bit short on time. Those first two segments ran a little bit too long, but there was a goals game last night taking place at Pachanga Arena between the goals and the Henderson Silver Knights, the Knights who say, no, we cannot score. Because guess who's back in net for the goals? Lucas Dostal. I knew Luca would get the start. I mean, yeah, he got the shutout on the previous game, and then and Eck got the shutout in the last game. So surely they should do well, right? Absolutely. Because guess who scored the first goal of the game just 40 seconds in? Like really, the San Diego goals had control for the first 40 seconds. It was pretty much right off the face off. They had possession. Got into the zone very quickly. There was a 50-50 puck battle, but that went to the goals. So really, I guess Vegas, sorry, Henderson, touched the puck maybe once in the first 40 seconds, and that was it. That goal went to, drum roll, please, Hunter Drew, scoring 40 seconds into the game. And guess who got an apple on that? Nicholas Bruyard. more on him in a second. nothing San Diego. And then someone that I have been talking about a lot on this podcast, who I do think deserves a shot with the Ducks. Braden Tracy scored on the power play for San Diego, giving them a 2-0 lead. Which, again, well, first off, the Hunter Drew shot, that was like really from the point. That was a beautiful, beautiful shot from the point. And then from Braden Tracy, he was right in the upper slot, the one-timer. That was incredible. That was a great play, but not the best play of the first period. No, the best play of the first period by far went to Lukasz Dostal. The bakery was closed because he robbed. I mean, he robbed Reed Duke. As soon as he committed that larceny on Reed Duke in the first period, it was over. As soon as that happened, I was like, it's over for you, bitches. That's how it felt like. (laughs) Can I say that? Yeah, I can say that. So, yeah, it was over at that point. And then Trevor Carrick scored starting the second period, making it 3-0 San Diego. The only blemish for Dostal in the entire game was Peter Deliberator scoring his third of the season. The shutout streak ended at that point with 7-15 left in the second period. 3-1 San Diego. And with that goal, and thanks to Andy Zilch for this one, the goals shut out the opposition for 154 minutes and 1 second. And Lukasz Dostal shut out Henderson for 96 minutes and 34 seconds. So he went that long, shutting out the opposition. Great to see that happening. So thanks to Andy Zilch for that little nugget. And then someone that i talked about before, Nicholas Brouillard, another guy that used to play defense. Now he plays forward sort of his 10th of the season that made it four to one. And at that point, it was like, it's over. It is over at that point. Four to one, pack it up. Let the fans do their thing. That goal was a nice, nice two on one break. You had Hunter Drew and Nicholas Brouillard, Hunter Drew on the right side, Brouillard on the left side. Isn't it funny that you had two former defensemen, by the way, breaking away on a two-on-one? Just let, let, let that sink in for a second. They were defensemen. They've been converted to forward. And now those two are leading your team in points? What? Yeah, it's a true story. And guess what? Those two did it again in the third period. That's right. The connection. This time it was Hunter Drew to Nicholas Bruyard. Bruyard was about on the right faceoff dot. That made it 5-1 to one. San Diego. Bruyard's second of the game. Oh, and by the way, power play goal. Hunter Drew second of the game. His 13th of the season. And by the way, I heard you fans. I heard the chanting. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. What a buildup. What a buildup of that chant. That was very loud from the about 4,500 fans at Pechanga last night. Final score, 6-1 to in favor of your San Diego goals. And folks, they swept the week. Three games, three wins. You know how many goals they allowed? One. You know how many they scored? 13. That's right. They outscored the opposition in the last week, 13-1. to 1. Oh, boy. That's exciting, especially if you love offense. All right. Um, that's going to do it for the recast. That's going to do it for today's podcast. A reminder, the Goals have four games this coming week, so I'm going to break down the schedule very quickly for those of you Goals fans. Tomorrow night, a home game. It's a home-and-home. Tomorrow night against Henderson once again. Then they travel up to Orleans Arena in Las Vegas to take on those same Henderson Silver Knights Saturday night. Then next Tuesday, five days from now, Henderson is back at Pechanga Arena. These teams play four times in a row, my God. And then a back-to-back. Wednesday the 23rd, they play the Tucson Roadrunners, a team that is struggling mightily right now. Tucson, as of this moment, they are dead last. Yeah, the Tucson Roadrunners are dead last in the Pacific Division. San Jose won one game. Tucson has been faltering badly. They're probably going to miss the playoffs altogether. San Jose not looking good. San Diego, with this recent three-game winning streak, they're looking really good for a playoff spot at the moment. So... That's what it looks like coming up. If the goals can get the majority of those wins, I'd say they almost have it locked up. So once again, Friday, Saturday, Tuesday against Henderson, Wednesday against Tucson, three of those games are home games. If you have not been down to Pechanga Arena yet, what are you waiting for? Get down there for a game this season and enjoy some San Diego goals hockey. You might see the future of the Ducks. You never know. All right, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for all your support. This podcast is free and available across all platforms. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget to check out Locked on NHL. Make that your second listen of the day. And my Twitter account is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you all so much. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. For Locked On Gulls, I'm JD Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks and gulls fly together.